everybody, and welcome to your Vikings podcasting team. My name's Eric. And my name's Keegan, and we'll be exploring athletics here at Salem State University. All right, Vikings sports fans, we are back here with another exciting interview. This time we are here with head coach Bill O'Neill of the men's hockey team. He is uh, me and Keegan's head coach, so we do kind of know him extra, but we are excited for you uh, Viking fans to get to know him as well. Um, thanks for joining us today, Bill. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for inviting me. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Of course, of course. Um, we'd like to get started right at the beginning, and kind of how did you get into uh, hockey? Did you always play growing up? Who'd you look up to? What was that like? Yeah, it was, um, I was a late, I guess a late starter, you know, when we... I grew up on the North Shore in, in um, Lynn and then moved to Danvers. Lynn had a rink. We were lucky. You know, we'd skate on Saturday mornings. It was a 10-week program type of thing, and it just happened. There were a couple of a couple of uh, friends in the neighborhood uh, in Lynn that uh, played, and on a Friday night, they happened to be at my house. It was, I remember this, like, this doesn't go away, yeah. okay? I yeah. remember this. Yeah. They'd be at my house. We were doing, you know, we were just at my house uh, hanging out and they mentioned they were going to go to this clinic at the Lynn Arena on a Saturday morning, okay, the next day. And uh, they invited me to go. Cost a dollar. There you okay? go. <laughs> and I went and I, and, I, and I loved it. You know, I just, I happened to have a pair of skates. They had Never been sharpened, okay? Yeah, I, how old were you at this time? So when, when was that your first time? It was, um, let's see, I was probably, you know, I was probably nine years old. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Okay? Yeah, yeah. So this wasn't like you guys, no, where yeah, you yeah. start at yeah, five, yeah. you know, and you get your 10,000 yeah, hours in yeah. by the time you're six, okay? Yeah, a little late. This was late, yeah. all right? And as it as it comes full circle, talking to my friends that played hockey and played college and even pro, some of them, uh, a lot of them around in Boston, it was it was a late start, you know. It was somewhere like the 10 to 12-year uh, age range yeah. that you got into it. Everyone played baseball, you know. Everyone was playing baseball. Soccer wasn't around. We weren't doing that. But you played baseball. You played football. Hockey was really um, limited. When yeah. I moved from Lynn to Danvers, there was... There were everyone skated on the ponds. Like you could, you could get uh, on the ponds. You could find certain places to skate, and usually it was before Thanksgiving. Okay, yeah. the weather's changed, yeah. mm. and it, there were good players. It was the good athletes. Everyone played football uh, in Danvers basketball, uh, baseball. There were five of us that played hockey. Five of us, and it was on a Bantam team. Bantam, okay, at this time. And it was with the Linfield, which was a couple of towns over, Linfield, Danvers, Bantams. There were five of us that played, and we'd play at Lynn Arena, the rink that I was telling you about. And we'd play Sunday nights, and you'd play, you know, 10 or 12 games, and the season was over. And that's how it went. Yeah. But we loved it so much, we'd try to play street hockey, we'd try to shoot, we'd try to do all of that stuff. Plus, we played all these other sports. It kind of blended in, you know? Yeah. No, it all helps. Yeah. And so uh, growing up, when did you kind of know you were taking hockey seriously and how did you go about choosing Boston University? Well, I, I just fell in love with hockey because I, I just did, you know. Yeah. That's, I yeah. mean, more than yeah. the other sports. I yeah. played football. 
us a quarterback on one of the midget teams, okay? So I got the ball and tried yeah, to make yeah. plays, played baseball, played on some good teams in, in Danvers growing up. But hockey was like what I loved to do. Yeah. You know, I loved it. I fell in love with it right from the beginning. I followed it as much as I could. Obviously, there wasn't a lot in the newspapers. Um, there was no internet. There was no, you know, ways to really track any of yeah. the games other than, you know, scores and stuff. You yeah. know, there were three TV stations is what it was, the basics. Mm -hmm. But the Bruins got really, really good in the early 70s. Bobby Orr came around, and the Boston Bruins were a tremendous team. We loved them. We followed them. And that was what we did, you know. Ah, that's huge. I'm, I'm sure it, you, like, you mentioned the 70s and 80s, the Bruins being that powerhouse. I, I'm sure it inspired a lot of young kids to want to play, and, you know, having them to look up to is great. But like Keegan said, you know, like nowadays we look at BU as this powerhouse. Was it always that kind of powerhouse? Was it was it the same kind of big deal of going to a place like that? Uh, it was. It was. Um, my first uh, taste of college hockey, you know, was, uh, again, one of my buddies. Uh, we were in high school and we took the, we took the train into the Boston Garden to watch uh, a beanpot game. BU was playing Harvard. BU won the game. I'm like hooked, man. Yeah, I just want to yeah. go to BU. <laughs> yeah. right? I know I'm not going to Harvard. And BU that's, no, was and that's the team. cool because that's when you know. You know, you, you everyone's got those stories, and it's like that's when I knew is like that. That's where I want to be. That's, that's cool. where that's where I wanted to go. It was like first college game I ever saw. It was like the excitement, uh, the band, the BU band, the excitement, the uh, yeah, the success of what yeah. they had. I, you know, I went to. A final four at the Boston Garden, you know, BU, Minnesota, Denver, uh, Boston College, I think, you know. And there's like a thousand people in the Boston Garden. It was empty. Nothing. No one was there. But I got the program out and I'm mocking down like every player. Who are the juniors? You know, who's going to graduate? Wow, okay. And it just came full circle. I was I was lucky. You know, I played locally at St. John's Prep. We had a good team, real good team. Bobby Miller from the Boston Bruins. He played on our wow. high school team. We had a from Tommy McNamara, a goaltender that played up at, at Vermont. We had so many college guys on this team. Uh, and we were all in the same boat. We loved the Bruins. We all wanted to play college hockey. We all played multiple multiple sports. And it was just, you know, where are you going to play, right? In my mind, it was BU. Yeah. I didn't have the confidence probably to tell everyone that I wanted to go but to BU. You I just kind of awesome. I just yeah. kind of let it roll, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. And um, as it turned out, you know, BU had a lot of Canadian kids and they had some, um, some Boston kids. Um, the link was... The, uh, was Don Toot Cahoon, Toot Cahoon, our coach from Marblehead, like the next town over from Salem. You guys know where it is. He played at BU, and they won two national championships in the early 70s. He came back to be the assistant coach in 74 uh, or so. And when he got the job, I'm like, hey, this connection yeah. could possibly happen. Yeah. I'd never met Toot at the time. But as it, as it turned out, you know, he recruited me. And wow. I went to BU, and it was like the greatest thing for me yeah. I could have ever done. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. So you, you know, obviously you guys did well at BU as a hockey team. Um, what was your your favorite memory? You get you get to pick one. What was the best one from college? One to really just you will never forget that one. Well, we won, we won the national championship. There you go. 
in 78 in Providence yeah. beating BC. It was wow. like unbelievable. Your rival too. I mean, that's yeah, it was a rival. That was one of the things, you know, with Toot and Coach Parker, uh, you know, we, you, you learn to like hate BC. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you learn that's yeah. early on and that's like our Plymouth. the way it goes. Yeah. It's the big rifle. You just know what it is. And we bring out the best in them, vice versa. It's a huge game. It's so emotional. You play your best game. Everyone's gonna, and the outcome is what it was. And, we had a lot of success uh, the, t the years I was there. We had great players there. Jack Parker, the coach. Toot Cahoon was the coach. Uh, Bobby Murray, another one. Um, he played with Toot in the early 70s. Andy Filer lived in Len. He was the goalie coach. He had Jimmy Craig and on and on and on. It was just a great thing. When we went to the Boston Garden to play, whether it was the Bean Pot or any time, it was like we were the hometown team. That's how we felt. We felt like we owned yeah, this yeah, place, yeah. man, and we were going to win the yeah, game, you know? Yeah. So gathering all this experience and having all these great moments and playing for all these great programs, did you always know you wanted to be a coach? Did you always know you wanted to coach hockey, or did that just come up randomly? Or Yeah, I didn't plan it out like that. I just... Um, I just wanted to play, yeah. and I was so fortunate to have the chance to, to continue to play, uh, and then to play at BU was, was everything, and um, I just kind of went along until when it ended, yeah. okay? Um, I don't want to give up. I want to I coach, yeah. you know? I love yeah. the game. I love the players, um, and I and I did. That's so I, I I stuck with it the the year out. I uh, uh, I coached at Bishop Fenwick, a local team here with a, a an old time friend and a great hockey guy, Bob Tierney, and I coached a year with him. And then the following year, Toot Cahoon, who recruited me at BU, who was the assistant at BU, went to Norwich as the head oh, coach. Wow. Yeah. So Norwich had to hire an untouchable. Yeah. The best guy they could get out of the Boston area, and it was Toot. Yeah. Toot was the best. He had recruited everyone for BU for years, and he was the guy to get Norwich going. So That's when that happened, cool. yeah, he uh, he called and asked if I wanted to go up and be his assistant coach. I could get my master's in the year that I would go up there. So I, I absolutely am I'm going up, and yeah. I went with him, and I coached uh, hockey at Norwich um, the second year out. And I got my master's in athletic administration. And there were like three jobs open the year I got out, okay? There's Alaska, there was oh, no Colorado, and Salem State. The country. Wow. wow. So, you know, that's how it was. It just, there wasn't, there, you know, the jobs weren't there. So it's like today. I mean, there's a lot more teams, yeah. but there's a lot of people that there's want to coach. Animals, and there's yeah. a lot of, mm -hmm. you know, now the players have opportunities, uh, to, to coach or to start coaching because of the youth programs, you yeah. know, the junior programs, the different levels of junior. Yeah, there's so much money in All the way now. down, yeah, you yeah. know, it's kind of a private enterprise yeah, yeah. and away from school. So it gives people an opportunity to stay in it and make some money if they can, you know. Yeah. What, I mean, you've been here. We just had a big 40th year celebration this past year. Um, obviously, congrats to you for yeah, being yeah, able to do awesome. that. Yeah. You know, it was really fun being able to be a part of that, being on the ice, uh, seeing that it was, you know, that's like, for me, Keegan, we were talking about it, you know, you can't really fathom that at our age as we haven't even lived close to that long. You know what I mean? It's like we've only been around here for 22 years and you've coached 40. It's like what has been the biggest change 
um, that you've seen from the start to the end? Because, I mean, that's that's almost a whole lifetime. Yeah, thanks. It's, uh, it is a lifetime. Yeah. Uh, you know, the progression was from, from Norwich uh, to Salem State, and I, I was able to... Um, Salem State uh, administration took the uh, the chance with this young 25-year-old. There you go. Coming out of Norwich and BU and a local kid type of thing. And, uh, you know, a lot of our players were 25. You know, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm married, yeah. you know, and, and, and things. But uh, it was they took a chance with me, you know. They took a chance, and it just, it just went one year to the next, to the next, to the next, and... All of a sudden, I'm married. I got a young son, yeah. my son Andrew, and then uh, you know the next year, next year. Now we have two. All of a sudden, a family of three. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, this. This is working. Yeah. Um, let's continue. Hopefully, Salem State continues and <laughs> wants me to stay here. And look out, my kids are are old and older. I'm older. But you guys keep me young, you know? Oh, yeah. That's what happens. The players, you guys come in here with an expectation, a passion, love, and, uh, you know, there's uh, it's a two-way street and helps keep us old coaches young. Yeah. yeah. Talking about kind of that relationship you have with the players, you've obviously seen a ton of players come through your organization, other organizations. What is one thing that you just love when a player comes in and you're like, yeah, he's got that? What is that? What is the one thing that you just wish everyone had? Yeah, well, you just said it, you know, his, his passion to play, to get better, his love of the game, uh, his respect for his teammates and the process of what he wants. Everybody wants to win. And you can't do it on your own. You need a group. You need a buy-in from a team and a group of players that make each other better, hold each other accountable, continue to get better every day, laying on the line on a Monday for a Friday game. You yeah. know what I mean? Like work and and really be bought into uh, the expectation and ultimately having a, a team take uh, an ownership uh, of the team and how they want to be and how yeah. they want to perform. You know, you can control those things like attitude, effort, behavior, actions. It's all connected, and it uh, makes for a positive experience. It makes for an opportunity to win. And without that or with cracks in that, it, it, can, it can be neutral or it can be worse. Yeah. yeah. I think, no, that's great because I think what uh, – a lot of people, you know, not misinterpret, but they don't really understand is the importance of something that you really put a lot of uh, in, or put a lot of, uh, what's it called, emphasize a lot on that mental side of the game. And that's something I really respected about you is, you know, at this age, everyone can play pretty much. We all, we all know the game, but it's about who's willing, you know, to play the hardest who is willing to sacrifice the most. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, that is something that, uh, you know, one of my biggest takeaways just from this year one, and I think something I I really liked about your coaching style is that the mental side of the game and how important it is. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, you, you're right. Um, you got to play smart. You have to be prepared. You have to uh, recognize what you're in for and what you want, and yeah. you create it. You know, yeah. you want to be... Someone who wants it more. Yeah, you want to be hard to play against. You want your team to be hard to play against. You want a result that is going to be on a positive. 
and um, takes an awful lot to win. It's so yeah. hard to win, and that's you know people see scores, people oh you know whatever it is, but to win it is so difficult. The sacrifice, the amount of effort you need from everybody to do it. Yeah, and. That's a contagious thing. It's an expectation, you know, and it can go the other way. I mean, the other side of it is if you don't have that buy-in and you have people that are on their own and want to do what they want and don't want to listen or care about each other, you can lose every game. Oh, yeah. 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 No, No, I think think it's been great kind of getting into a see behind the hockey team and letting our listeners know uh, what it's like, you know, to kind of hear and uh, get the perspective from our coach but yeah. we just want to say a quick thank you to you um, it's been great listening and hearing about your stories I know our listeners are going to be really excited to oh, hear yeah, about your awesome. times at BU yeah. and uh, we just want to say thank you to you yeah thank you hey I want to thank you guys for coming in and taking an initiative to put something like this together this is you know a really cool thing and uh, you know who knows where it uh, it goes with it but I know you've got a following with with our team and a lot of people on campus. You guys are really, you know, two good kids and dynamic players and, uh, you know, let it roll, let it go where it is, you know. We've got some good people here and uh, we've got an administration that cares. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been great. All right, thank you. All right, guys. Once again, we would like to thank Coach Bill O'Neill for joining us on the podcast. And we'd like to give a big shout out to Casey Bloom and the SMS crew for putting this thing on again. And we'll see you guys next week. Thank you, guys.